With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. Interact with the show by calling 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287. Now, with Larry Vaught and Anthony White, here's Curtis Birch. Welcome back in Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Bo Robinson, Larry Vaught. Larry, the news cut you off at the top of the hour there. Do you remember what you were going to say? I don't even remember what we were talking about, to be honest. And you think I'm going to remember, Curtis? All uh, right, it's been, let's more, m- it's been more. It's been more than three <laughs> minutes, so no, that's, that's out of that's out of my age's capability. So no, oh. me neither. So it obviously wasn't too important. <laughs> well, then let's uh, let's move on quickly to the to the Twitter feed. Then we're going to get to the phone lines. Um, let's see, we got some tweets from Rick, who said the crowd was awesome yesterday. That guy's an idiot. Mark's not on the show anymore. Uh, Greg said that it had to be it had to be transition translating on, not translating onto TV on radio. You could barely hear Leach and Pratt. We are responding to uh, someone who tweeted into the show complaining about not being able to hear the Rupp crowd. Pam said, "Thank you for giving some credit to the Rupp crowd. I come to every game from Paducah and I stand and yell. And I, all I ever read or hear is fans who aren't there bashing the crowd." Sick of it. Thanks again. Basketball emoji. Smiling face emoji. And finally, Don said, The Rupp crowd was awesome yesterday afternoon. One of the best in my 43 years here. Huge line waiting. The opening of the doors. Lots of fans standing. There was a long long line to get into Rupp yesterday. Uh, specifically from the, the student section. I think that was the longest student line I'd, I'd seen all season. I'll tell you this long. about the line. From the lobby off of um, High Street. It stretched all the way through the lobby back into the Hyde Bar. Oh wow! That's how long the line was, so and there was you could tell. Are you the, sure it wasn't the line to the bar? That's my kind of line. Well, it may have been Getting converging back. a little bit, plus the uh, bathroom lines, that's, but still, <laughs> it a, made that, for a great atmosphere. Sounds like the ice cream line. <laughs> I, that, that's even well, worse. Well, that's that's what happens at Rupp, though, Larry and Bo. Anthony is sometime you're in one you go to the end of one ice cream line and you turn around and you're actually at the end of the other ice cream line as well that's got to be taken care of next (laughs) year it wraps all the way around all right let's get to the the phone lines you can give us a call on the Kentucky hempwork.com hotline at 859-280-2287 that's where we find Steve who waited through the break good morning Steve hey Curtis Uh, yeah I think your last tweet there sort of illustrates the issue with the crowd uh, when you're there as opposed to when you're at home, I mean, I'm, I'm watching at home. And, uh, you know, how many crowd mics do you have on for radio, Curtis? Is it just two, one on each basket, or is there more than that? There, I think there's three overall. 
uh, we take the effects feed for radio. Uh, most times, sometimes we have our own individual crowd mic. So we're piggybacking off of TV for the most part. But I think we turn our crowd mic to a level that is, I think, a little bit more accurate of what's going on in the arena. But over, for the most most games, I think there's at least three or four crowd mics, two above the rim, and then um, one on the court. Yeah, because it's, you know, I, I listen to the radio. I, I, I'm able to sync up the, the TV and the audio, and I think the, you get a better sense of the crowd mm-hmm. off the radio. The TV, a lot of times they got to turn down so low so you can hear their announcers yeah. that you really don't feel like, well, you know, why is the crowd so dead? But um, So let's just all know. blame CBS and TV crews. I'm, I'm all... Uh, as a member of the UK radio network, I'm fully on board with that. Um, <laughs> you know, and the other thing, too, but Anthony talked about in the first hour there about Kentucky playing with with tempo. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a totally different team in my, in my estimation. I mean, they, they scored 40 points in the first half. And, it, you know, that first half was, you know, really entertaining. Yeah. Uh, they were going up and down. They got some fast break points. The second half, they scored 33 points, which is it's only seven points less. But it only felt like they scored about 20 because they only had eight field goals. Yeah, and they only had three field goals the last 14 and a half minutes. You just think about that: three field goals the last 14 and a half minutes, and yet you know they were able to actually keep the lead at the same uh, point where it was. It was seven when they got their basket with uh, four and a half minutes gone yeah. and or five and a half minutes gone, and it was seven at the end. But there were just so many free throws. Yeah, that was – It just – you know, it's just totally – it's a totally different – you know, you get a totally different sense of yeah, the, the pace of the game. Yeah, so yeah. Many, so many uh, free throws and so few field goals because the crowd doesn't get – pumped up for field goals like they do for for baskets. Well, uh, thank you for the call, Steve. I, I will slightly disagree every once in a while. A crowd will go wild on a foul call if they feel like they've been jobbed <laughs> on the past few. Uh, but from a flow standpoint, Anthony, I think that there's no question about that. It is tough to get revved up when you're just in a free throw shooting contest, which the t- two games against Auburn at times felt like that this year for Kentucky. All I know, and the only thing I'm going off of, is when Tyrese Maxey is in the game, and I, good or bad shots, he he he's, he's and and that's what Kentucky has been used to since John Calipari has been here. The point guard is going to penetrate until you get stopped, until you get impeded, then you make a decision. Then uh, the thing I don't, and I think there's a reason why Ashton typically gets more turnovers is because he pounds the air out of the ball. I don't like when anybody does it. I don't like when LeBron James does it. Anybody who stands at the top and just pounds a rock and you're not aggressive with the ball, that's not what a point guard is supposed to do. When Tyrese has it, he's trying to get to the bucket. If something's not there, he may take a bad shot, but I, I can live with that because you he'll make a lot of those tough shots. Are you but, related to Tyrese? Tyrese who? The Maxie? finger? Maxi. Oh, I love Tyrese. Man, that used to be the – No, I'm not related. I'm not related to Tyrese. All I – you know what I'm – you know what You know what I'm uh, – What are you? I like winning. It's I really like losing. winning. Yeah, it's better than losing. So my whole point, and I, I don't want to take anything for Ashton. I like when the veterans are part of you know the success because they you know they put in the work and they've been there. And the one the other thing that we keep, I've been hearing today was that 
Ashton is is gassed or tired. He should be accustomed to this. Tyrese is the one who's, you know, new to a 40-game or, uh, well, I guess maybe a 40-game, but uh, 40 games or 40 minutes of, of, of hell. So, I don't know. I, 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 I don't have anything against I think all I want to do is see everything put into place where it works out for us. I don't want to err on the side of, oh, we should have done this. It's, it's obvious to me. Well, after you lose, there's always, if you lose, there's always going to be, we should have done this. No, I've else. always been, on this show, I have always been, win, lose, or draw, I have always looked for the certain things that I look for, football, basketball. I'm not so on this depth team? in baseball. No, no, whenever, if we win, and I don't think we've done the things right in either sport, I will say, okay, we won, but. If whatever the aspect is, I think we're faulting them. And I think we're faulting when we have Ashton at the top of the key pounding the air out of the ball and not being aggressive. And because all that does is people get in the passing lanes, you may make a bad pass, or you got to try to make a stagnant pass, whereas if you're aggressive to the hole and they collapse on you, you can kick it out. If they don't collapse on you, you either get an and one or a shot at the bucket. But just standing at the top. And that's one reason I didn't like LeBron James in the past couple years. Okay. You hate the best player over the past decade. That's cool. But that's why he's not the best player these this, the past two years. Over the last decade, he's been the best player in, in the NBA. He's the biggest player, but what about when Antetokounmpo came through? Now what? Who had the best decade? Who's won three championships beating him three out of four times? Huh? Who? Steph Curry. Nah. Yeah. How, how many yeah. finals MVP does Steph Curry have? It don't matter. How many does Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard have? Two, all right. <laughs> two appearances. <laughs> two, two. He came to the East. Larry, get us back on back, back on track with UK basketball. React to what Anthony Anthony's saying, or talk about whatever you'd like. You can agree with me. Don't you? Don't have to be like Curtis. I ain't disagreeing with you just to disagree with you. Well, I, I think what Anthony was talking about with Ashton. I think part of their. Uh, Anthony, is that Ashton, I think the fatigue might be because of the injuries that he's dealing with. He, he's talked about that he's had two bad shoulders, bad back, bad ankle, and bad, what, knee, Curtis, I think. And I think that's got more to do. I don't think it's really that he's, he's, he's tired from playing. I think he's just tired from being beat up. So I, I think that's what he was talking about there. I don't think he's worn down uh because of anything else other than just the injuries that, he, that he's been through. But I, I, I'm with you on Maxie. I like Maxie's energy and, and everything about that right there. And I think you you saw late in the game yesterday, Calipari did turn the point guard duties over to Maxie, I think, in large part for just the reasons you're talking about. There is no – everyone can agree, I think, that Maxie is a better finisher after he creates. There is – I mean, it's – undeniable he's amazing at the rim recall earlier was talking about that one where he went on the other side of the rim and he did it so quickly no one knew (laughs) that it happened it was it was phenomenal to watch he's once he gets into that lane he just finds ways to score and we mentioned earlier his stats against ranked opponents in pregame it was something I had not seen yet there were a bunch of NBA scouts there and None that I saw were watching Kentucky warm-ups. They were all watching Auburn warm-ups because they wanted to get their eyes on Akuro, 
who is now a top five pick in a lot of these mock drafts. And I feel like it's tough to judge these things, but from where I sat, it looked like Tyrese Maxey kind of took that personally and took that as a challenge. It wasn't a one-on-one matchup all day or anything necessarily along those lines, but it felt like he was saying, oh, you want to go look at him? Watch what I can do. And then he did it. And a couple weeks ago when we were talking about why is John Calipari so hard on Tyrese Maxey but is not as hard on Ashton Higgins, it's because of what we're seeing right now. Tyrese Maxey's ceiling is, the roof is the ceiling. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feeling. Sky is the limit. This kid is phenomenal. And we're starting to see it. And Larry, I... We'll continue to talk about Maxi, but we do have to get to this quick break. Uh, so we're going to continue to talk about Maxi. I also want to talk a little bit about uh, Keon Brooks, Johnny Juzang, Nate Sassina, the UK bench, and how maybe they need to be utilized because we, well, there is a conversation about depth that got brought up, and we got a couple of tweets as well. So we're going to discuss all that right after this break. I'm Curtis Birch. He's Anthony White. Larry Vault's on the line. Bo Robinson pushing the buttons. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Welcome back in Kentucky Bank's Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Bo Robinson, Larry Vaught. In Larry Vaught's last segment. Mr. Vaught. Ever? Not ever. Just this week. Cut you off a little bit talking about Tyrese Maxey there getting to those commercials to pay the bills. I mean, did you have further thoughts on him? Uh, Yeah, let him talk Uh, about Maxey. Go ahead, talk about Maxey. I want to talk about Maxey. All I was going to say, the stats you pointed out earlier about Maxey and how good he is in big games is really no surprise because that's the exact same way he was in, in high school if you watched him play and they were playing somebody really really good he might have 13 or he might have 30 points 11 rebounds nine assists if they're playing somebody just kind of so-so he might have 12 points 10, 10 assists and five or six rebounds because he's very content to let other guys on his team be the stars that way. He just plays his best against the best. That's kind of just been his mode from as long as, he, as he's played basketball, from what I can tell. So what he's done there is really no surprise, I don't think. I remember talking to Larry maybe third or fourth, no, second or third week of the season, and I said I like the way Khalil Whitney, his athleticism, he kind of reminded me of uh, Human Helicopter. Uh from Cleveland, I can't remember. Uh, Cincinnati kid? Yeah. Went to UC? I know you're talking about. L- Melvin Levitt. Melvin Levitt. 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 I knew it was like, He can do a lot of things. He can shoot when he's hot. He's a streaky shooter. Can have athleticism out of the world. And I was like, man, Cleo Whitney, like, he's going to be pretty good. And Larry said, you're going to like, wait till you see Maxie. You're going to like, uh, you're going to like Tyrese Maxie. Just, just wait till you see him go. And, and he's gone. Yeah, he knows it's time to go. That's what you want your superstar to do, and I think that's why Cal was pushing him so far. And we get into all this discussion. This really, in late-game situations, there is one basketball, so you can only have one guy handling it. But it is really, it's not Higgins versus Maxi. Those guys can be on the court at the same time and both be effective. That's for Kentucky to reach their ceiling. They, they both need to play well. Right. Uh, but him, 
him over the last couple games is has been impressive and it's crazy that he's it it's like we're having a season of guys that aren't being talked enough about <laughs> right. because we get we get into situations where we're like holy moly look at what Emmanuel Quickly's doing and that's what we well it started out oh my gosh look at Nick Richards we start talking about Nick Richards and then all of a sudden we're like oh my gosh wait do you see what Emmanuel Quickly's doing now we're like all in Emmanuel Quickly discussing him and all these are rightfully being discussed they've earned all the praises but then you look over and you're like oh my goodness Maxi Maxi in these big games has been the guy that's kind of been the engine of the team in a, in a lot of instances. And he is the one guy that, without question, if you need a basket, you give it to him, and he's, he can get to the rim and get you a bucket. If you need some foul shots, Emmanuel Quickly is your guy. If you need a post score, you get it to Nick Richards. It's great to have all those options. Well, Drew is giving me the business on Twitter. So I, this is all I'm going to say. This is the last thing I'm going to say on the on the uh, Hagen – and uh, the Hagen and whatever situation. If Hagen doesn't have if if he doesn't have the ball in his hand, he's not really a knockdown three pointer shooter. He has to have the ball in his hand. So if if uh, what you call it is going to run the point guard or he's going to control the ball, then Hagen is is not needed on the floor. If Hagen's not running the point, if the if the There's offense the, is not running, uh, the, well, settle down. If the, if the offense is hold not on, running, hold on, hold the phone. There is a whole other side of the floor where you have to play defense, and Ashton Hagen's is the one of the best defenders in the country. Anthony, I understand that. So he is still <laughs> very useful to be on the court. <laughs> okay, I would give you that. I, I, I'll digress. I would digress. I'll give you that. But right. when, but but if we're in the, we're in the clutch, two minutes in the game. I think then I'm, we need to. Okay, I get. I, I get, agree. I, I agree with you. So I think on the offensive end we need to keep. It, I got you. Yeah, I, I, I think that's how. I think that's the Drew, best way I forward. I feel what you're saying, Drew. You win. I, I wow. digress. Drew, Larry, we just got you for a couple more minutes here. Anything we didn't cover? Anything you'd like to add to this discussion? No, no only again that I think thirteen minutes, thirteen shots is too many shots for Ashton Hagens to be taking, and he's kind of kind of got to realize that. I, Again, I disagree with Calipari. I just don't think he can go two for 13 and they can keep winning no matter what he does in some other areas. That's, that's still well, if 11. He goes, if he goes two for 10 and doesn't take the three threes and does everything else, I think that you – that is – you. I think you can win, right? Do you do you think that? I, I would – I would just assume if he's not making any shots, he kind of realizes he's not making shots, and unless he's driving to the rim where he thinks he's got a really good shot, or, or the shot clock's expiring. But if there's 17 seconds on the shot clock and Ashton Hagens has a 15 to 18-foot shot, maybe just pass it around a couple more times because my guess late in the shot clock, Ashton Hagens will still have that shot and do that. But I do think this team all understands their roles very well, and I don't think there's a selfish side to Ashton. I think it's just a competitive side to him, and I think he believes he can make those shots, which is great that he believes that, but numbers just don't back him up. Yeah, but to the there could be situations where if you have to choose, you'd rather err on the side of confidence because if he has the ball, in a, like to your point about a late shot clock situation, and he's at the in a jump shot spot, He's got to take it with confidence, so it's good that he has it, but maybe use a little bit more discretion going forward. So we'll be we'll be tracking that. Larry, thank you so much for joining us this Sunday. We'll talk to you next week, bud. All right, and just remember, spring football starts Monday. We are going to get into that in the second half of the show here. Combine. Football State.
We got to talk combine. We got to talk a little spring football. I got a chance to talk to some of the uh, UK football players this week. Uh, so we'll share all that, plus more basketball talk and some some bracketology. Follow Larry on Twitter at Vaultsviews. Read his work at Vaultsviews.com. I'm Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Bo Robinson, here on Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Welcome back in to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch, Anthony White, Bo Robinson here talking UK basketballs. Win over Auburn to clinch the SEC regular season championships. That's the Wildcat News presented by Kentucky Branded. The couple there's a couple of things that I still want to get to, including the rotation, the depth issue, and then talk a little bit more about the atmosphere at Rupp, all the things that were going on. Got a couple of tweets on Ashton Haggins. Bluegrass recording said if Haggins is open at 18, I want him to shoot. The only way he's ever going to hit six of thirteen rather than two of thirteen is Take the shot and have confidence. Ken tweeted in and said, Hagens does make mistakes, but how many times are those missed shots a result of uncalled fouls? So uh, He's shown a propensity to have some trouble finishing at the rim. I don't think there's any doubt about that. There was one, one, not all, not all of his shots. There was one of his shots yesterday. I thought there definitely could have been a, a foul called there. On the flip side of that, he does appear to be trying to yam on some dudes now, throw down some dunks where he would be hesitant on that. And when you struggle making layups, eh, might as well try to throw it down if you can, if you're going to have trouble either way. Um, so that's that's kind of wraps up the discussion on Higgins, I feel like. There's varying opinions so many different ways about it. The depth thing I wanted to discuss, to your point, about Keon Brooks being on the floor a little bit more, I wonder how much he's going to start becoming that third wing where we'll have two bigs on the floor and the two guards, whoever it is, the combination of Maxi Quickly, and Higgins. Because Johnny Juzang had some trouble getting entry passes, had some trouble on defense, Missed his open shots. Keon Brooks had another high-energy first half when he came in because of foul trouble. He looked a little, from what just what I my uneducated view, he looked a little bit uh, disoriented on the offensive sets, maybe because he doesn't have much experience on the wing, but I right. think he's going to be a big option um, for that quote-unquote three position. I, I, that, that would be perfect. I'm not going to say anything else the rest of this year until – May about Ashton Hagen. But I'm just saying, will he bring – I? You, you know what? I did not know until maybe two or three weeks ago that he's not a big, big. Now, he's not a big. He's a, Brooks? Yeah, he plays yeah. big, but he's not a big. So you can – he's a perfect for the three. He's perfect for the three. Yeah. He can play – he can do a little bit of forward-ish. He can do a little bit of swing. And that's why I was – so – but just the energy he brings – I just love it. So that's that's and I guess it really depends on what you want because I do think Ashton Hagens does uh, pose huge problems on defense, like huge problems. And I think you need him out there. But I just like that. I think we play better with the tempo, and I think the two people that no matter if they're making progress or not, just the energy that they bring and the the effort they're giving turns out to a positive, and that's uh, Brooks and uh, Tyrese. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking, 
this is from a rotational and depth issue from standpoint. Not even st- you had that. We're talking about maybe starting Brooks. I, that no, I'm not talking about starting. Well, you mentioned it when Higgins was in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. he and what I'm saying is, I I don't know. Like you don't necessarily need to take it to that. Not that it's crazy that he would start, but to that extreme, you just kind of move him up in the rotation. Going forward, from what I've seen from him in the past couple games, you kind of almost feel like he should automatically. He could. Well, I'll put it this way. He could automatically be the first guy off the bench because if a big dude's in foul trouble, you put him in, he plays the four. Yeah. If a guard needs a needs a break or picks up two cheap early fouls, you put him in and he plays the three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. His versatility, if uh, uh, Cal will use his versatility. He meant, Cal Perry mentioned in his press conference that he needs to start working Keon a little bit more at the three, and that's something that's going to be going forward. That we got some uh, a tweet. We were, you were talking about depth. Uh, Randy, I think, tweeted in. He said, "How much? How deep was the 2011 team?" Sometimes you can get by without depth, but what you do have to have to make up for that, I think, is a guy who uh, is very versatile. And I think Brooks can do that. He can play wing. He can play big. He can do it all. And I think if you utilize that correctly, uh, it can kind of mask some issues. Uh, if you don't have a ton of guys that can come in and give you a ton of good minutes. Let's go to the phone lines. Larry's on the line. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, guys. Uh, I've got a question. I don't know if you can answer it over the phone or not. But anyhow, in the post-game show yesterday, who was the sports writer that Coach Cal kind of threw under the bus, put down, or whatever you want to call it when he brought up the Evansville game? Can you Can you say his name? Yes, Kyle Tucker of the Athletic. Okay, I uh, I don't know who I back there because I didn't hear his question. Well, I then, and do you, I, I'm not. I don't want to cut you off here. Do you have because uh, we were going to discuss that? But do you have anything else? Because I I can give like the full story, but I don't want to leave you on the line. No, and talk your off. no, no. You, you just want okay? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me. We'll address all that. Thank you so much for your call, Larry. Uh, because here's here's how it went down. Um, and Kyle was. I was actually texting with Kyle about this, I think, because we used to do a podcast together. His premise of the question was... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Because basically, with what, everything you've gone through, losing to Evansville, taking those losses losses in Vegas, and now you're building towards a championship. That was what he was going to be at. It's something along those lines. That You hear that question all the time right. about growth through a season. Calipari cut him off and then started talking about Evansville. I wrote it down. I think... Calipari mentioned Evansville. The word Evansville was said 14 times in the transcript. No, I lied. 18 times in the transcript from Calipari because he just kept repeating it over and over again. In a situation like this, what happens is oftentimes coaches have talking points they want to get to in a press conference. Right. And when they see an opportunity, they take it. So as soon as Kyle said the words Evansville, 
that gave John Calipari the opportunity to talk about that Evansville game and how it's being held over UK's team. He threw out that EJ Montgomery was out with an injury for that game. Two of the players uh, were had the flu. It was Nick Richards and, and one of the guards both had the flu. He, right. he shared that. I think that wasn't a because he if you read the transcript or listen at the end of at the end of this exchange just back and forth, Cal kind of answered the question as best that he does. He always doesn't answer your questions when you're in a press conference setting, but he just needed to get these talking points out there because he was selling his team. What you have to do, you know, you like in football and in basketball, people that make the decisions about bowls, about the tournament, are people. Right, right. And if you can feed them some talking points, you might be able to influence them a little bit. I don't know. It. I think it works less than the people who do it think it does. <laughs> I think most of the time the bowls and the NCAA selection committee stay pretty objective and stay out of the fray, but they still want to throw it out there. And that's what Cal was kind of doing. I don't think there was really – like a side to be taken. I know Kyle got frustrated with the exchange, and I, I think he, he, I think he gets what was going on there. Man, we lost to Evansville in November, that's early what, November. That's what Cal. That's what Calipari. That, well, let me say this. That, no, I, I don't need to let you say anything. That is bogus. That is that is. He wasn't. Go asking, ahead, I'm gonna let you. What do you wait? What are you mad about? No, I'm not saying UK Kyle or Cal. I'm saying the people who are holding Evansville yes, no. over us. That was – these guys were still babies. That's, guys, Tyrese Maxey, I don't know how old he is now. I don't know how old he was then. I think he was 11 when they played Evansville. I was just getting to know who Tyrese Maxey was. Now I know who Tyrese Maxey is. November, December, January, February. It's like been four months, four and a half months. Yeah. I agree with you, and John Calipari agrees with you, and that's why he threw that out there. Also came on the heels of Evansville going. What's the opposite of undefeated? Is it just defeated? Because <laughs> they did not win a conference game. Tanking. Uh, and so everybody, for the most part, knows the Evansville story. They fired their coach Walter McCarty a couple games after the UK win. For ish, well, he was suspended, then fired. Right. Then their season went in the tubes. John Calipari was saying all those things, and he, I mean, he kind of sounded like you, to be honest, right there. He made a similar rant because he doesn't want the Evansville thing to be brought up and to be a knock against his team. It is, but he doesn't want it to be used so much compared to other teams that they're going up against in these seedings. Right. There has been, if you look on social media, everybody is mad at the rankings, the computer rankings, Ken Palm, the net, this, that, and the other. I understand your frustration that Kentucky doesn't move. But these are computers. These aren't people plugging them in. Ultimately, people make the decision on where a team is seated. And while the net was not has not been good this year for SEC teams has been and has been unbelievably favorable to Big Ten teams and Duke the net is still better than the RPI was. The net, and this should, I don't, people don't say this enough. The net is just, quote unquote, a sorting tool for the NCAA selection committee. It isn't how people are going to be seated. And so I, you can make fun of it, make jokes about it, say, oh, Duke lost three of the last four and barely moves. That's all true and factual. 
But it it doesn't mean at the end of the day, when we're on Selection Sunday, that Duke's going to get a higher seed than Kentucky. Well, at this point, I, I and I don't know what the the bracketologists. I don't know if they've put out late the latest stuff. They normally wait till Sunday to update it after uh, some of the Big Ten games. But I I would just say make your jokes, have your fun, but don't lose sleep over the net and the and Ken Palm. There's a ton of factors that go into it. It isn't just a loss to a bad Evansville team. It's Kentucky isn't blowing teams out. So you can try to figure out numbers, and people have that are really smart and understand what goes, what components go into Ken Palm and the net, and explain that it has to do with some efficiencies and Kentucky like fouling too much, not making enough this defensive. It's crazy what goes into those. But just keep in mind and breathe easy because the net does not decide your seed. It's just a sorting tool. So you don't have to freak out about it. So what's the other guy's name who's just as terrible as, as Mel Kuyper? Who's the guy who uh, – Joe Lenardi? Yeah. So so why do these guys got a job? And then you got because people out here paying – you got people out here paying Tony Romo $17 million. I think I – you know what? This is crazy, man. I'm going to look this up during the break. Um, no, you ain't got to look nothing up during the break. This is crazy. No, they I know. It's cr- no, what I was going to say they was. They're paying Mel Kuyper. They're paying Tony Romo all this money. Well, it's because they moved the needle, man. For dumb stuff. And when I can I keep it real, then Drew, you at times. I was I was on your side. Larry's always on my side. I can't give Larry no problem. Bo is always on my I side. Wasn't then there's people who want to question everyone's question my analysis. Then my analysis come true. Then all of a sudden you got all kinds of Hey, if they paying, if they're gonna pay your boy 17 million, I will do it for 170,000. You just gotta get branded up and get talking. We are branded up. Branding, hashtag branding. You gotta be. You gotta come up with something fancy like title. Though I don't have to come up with something fancy. Listen to the show. Joe, you were here somebody talking knowledge on. and giving you reason to believe what they're saying, as opposed no. to just is pulling something out of your we, tail. You're right. You're, we all know. No, you're knowledgeable. The listeners know. People okay. Who, the problem is, the people who make those decisions, they're kind of lazy sometimes. Tom ain't lazy. Who? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying here. Everybody here is la- not lazy. Okay. Everybody associated with this show, the list. You're talking about nationally. Yep. But then you're going to lose me then. Then me and you won't be together anymore. I, we already lost Mark. That's why. I, I, which I don't know if that was a loss. Or, that's we, Quade Green. Free Quade Green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Anthony, you're freed from Facebook jail. Yes, <laughs> Back. To good or Back. For, for better or worse, <laughs> the way I understand it. Uh, so let's take a break. Um, I think we're going to switch to a little football chatter. Uh, we'll get to some of the comments from Twitter. If you'd like to hit us up and contact the show that way, at Sunday AM Sports. I'm Curtis Birch. He's Anthony White. Bo Robinson with us. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Welcome back in. Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch. Anthony White. Bo Robinson. Go to the Twitter machine real quick. At Sunday AM Sports on Twitter. Jason says Darius Miller made the 2012 team deeper because of his versatility. That's what you were describing with Brooks. Yep, that's exactly what I was describing with Brooks. That's a great uh, example. Um, Rick tweeted in and is making sure that uh, Anthony is not going to storm off set. You're not about to like leave, are you? No, I don't have no offers on the table. <laughs> 
No. Uh, Jen just tweeted in as well. A feisty Anthony is a great Anthony. So happy y'all are back. Go Cats. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, so let's uh, transition. Next hour, um, we got a guest in the next hour, the one and only Jimmy Dykes, a.k.a. Jimmy the Jet, uh, is going to be on talking a little basketball with us and sharing some of his uh, knowledge. Plus, we got to talk uh, about the a little bit more about the atmosphere, what all the stuff that was going on around uh, Rupp Arena yesterday. It was it was crazy all that was going on. But want to want to get in a little football here, and then we'll carry that over to the second hour as well. I want to ask Anthony. Spring practice starts up next week. Can't believe it's already here. Goes by quicker than you ever anticipate. Who are you most excited to see um, this spring for UK football? Man, I got a long list. That's so point. true. That's the that's the toughest part. It ain't picking a guy because it's easy to pick a guy. It's narrowing it down to just a couple that you're really excited to see. Because I mean, we're pretty young. I, I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what Corker's gonna do. I mean, he's he's proven it. So the the, the big ones I want to see. I'm gonna see what what Gilmore is gonna do. I don't know what the big secret is. They keeping this guy in the bag. I don't know why they what what, what they're keeping this guy under wraps. I also want to see if they're gonna give Oliver. I mean, Oliver can play ball, man. I want to see if they're going to give him a chance to 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 just come out and do what he got to do. And I think the big question is, I'm not sure if uh, if if the court it's I can't I don't know why it stopped the quarterback. Yeah, Gilmore. No, the new one or Terry? Terry Wilson. I I don't know if is he going to be available for the spring. No. So he's, yeah, he's not going to be in any. He'll do drills and stuff that you've seen because uh, the last couple of weeks they've been doing their strength training stuff and they can I don't know if they work with coaches directly how but it's all conditioning and those kind of things and then practice starts up next week I don't think he's going to do anything live but I mean he is back if you've seen his social media he's put out a couple videos doing some drills and stuff he won't but he won't be back for the spring game I don't think that's not on his timetable at this time he looks a little ginger even in those videos so I think it's gonna be I think we got a little ways to go with him so that that narrows it down for me then so I'll see with Gilmore I'm going to keep a close eye on Gilmore and see. Like I said, last year there was a lot of rumors, things coming out, and I don't know why that guy didn't get a chance. I know, you know, we heard a lot of upsides. A lot of former players had high upsides on them. Devontae Robinson, is he going to be available? Yeah, he should be, I think. I want to see how he recovered. Our defensive backcourt is going to be strong once again. Mm-hmm. Last year, I expect that to be a lapse. And last year, we, we balled out for those guys to be that young. So imagine them being young with the year under their belt. And getting back the guy with the most experience, plus Joseph coming, yeah, being available to us this year. Yep, it, and that freshman, the other kid from Baton Rouge, right, right. Uh, people, Joel Williams, people really love him, and he's here early. So yeah, the back, the defensive backfield is going to be amazing across the board. I think there are some potential stars in the making there. And only other thing I want to see, and I think it's just because the rumors got things so hype and all the scuttlebutt was high. That I, I'm going to see Xavier Peters is going to do. I think that's an interesting case uh, to see him as well. I'm really excited. I'll just stick with the well. Like I said, it's tough to pick just one guy. I'm excited to see a ton of those dudes, but I want to see how Chris Oates progresses. Him being the man at that inside one of those inside linebacker spots. Saw some flashes of him in the couple past seasons. When it's his spot, uh, I think we're going to see a monster year out of him, along with a lot of, lot of guys. So that'll be fun. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll talk about that a little bit more next hour. 
I'm Curtis Birch. He's Anthony White. If you'd like to interact with the show, you can email us, sundaymorningsportstalk at gmail.com, or send us a tweet at sundayamsports. You're listening to Kentucky Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.